Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific, blessed day today. Again, as always, I'm back down here in Florida, so I'm ready to rock and roll with you guys. Got a lot of shows or a lot of articles for you guys today, a lot of new stuff going on, so get ready for it. Also, too, if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the product of the week. On sale right now, the N-acetylcysteine, one of the best detoxifying formulas on the market. And also, to vote for what you want to see when tomorrow's. The N-acetylcysteine will be changing over tomorrow. It's last day on sale today, so if you want to grab it, make sure you grab some of it. And also, the HGH Stimulate is basically winning by a landslide. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so we'll do a big sale on that tomorrow for you guys, since obviously it still has a uh, massive demand right now for it to go on sale, as that's one of our most popular products that we have because it's so effective. So be sure to check that out and keep an eye out on the website at healthmasters.com. And uh, one of the first things I wanted to keep everybody an update on, this is this was rough yesterday. It was very reminiscent eerily of what happened in down here in Florida years ago. My condolences to all the families involved down in Louisiana by New Orleans. They have a massive wreck on I-55 on the bridge. And apparently the swamp out there had caught on fire and it coupled with the 6 a.m. fog and it went across the bridge. And essentially, you can see the photos of it. There were a few cars that were at the very front of the pack. And I guess they got in the fog and spooked and uh, stopped. And they just caused a pileup. They said there's over, I think, 150, 160 cars. Uh, seven people died. 25 others were severely injured. And we this we remember this happened down here in Florida years ago. And it was horrific. One of my good friends who's in the sheriff's department was actually involved in the pileup. And the green swamp was on fire at that point in time, and the exact same thing happened. The fog and the smoke from the fire mixed together at about 7 a.m. on Interstate 4, and it just it does a full whiteout where you're driving and you can't see. The windshield's just white. It looks like you're driving through a cloud. It's completely and totally blocked. And uh, the thing that they've always told everybody is especially you know, if that happens, you can't stop. You have to keep trying to go at least some remnants of speed to keep everything going because you have vehicles behind you in the 70-mile-an-hour zone, which same thing that happened in Louisiana, and uh, they're on a bridge too. So it's like there's no, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer other than straight. Straight's the only right answer. But uh, sadly enough, it was a horrible wreck, and those cars caught on fire at the front after they were rear-ended multiple times. And so what happened was it had a massive ablaze, which is exactly what happened down here in Florida. And so people were trapped in the middle. Uh, horrific accident. So again, my condolences to the family. And again, if you're in something like that, make sure you're always trying to keep moving. You know, this is a six-mile-long bridge, apparently. The speed limit was 70 miles an hour, and you can't stop. You cannot do it. If you're in the, in the front, you have to keep going. And essentially, these cars up front that stopped, they caused the pileup. And uh, sadly enough, a lot of people were seriously injured and died from this so again just something to be aware of when you start seeing conditions like that degrade very rapidly while you're driving down here in florida this happens a lot with monstrosity just monsoons that we have and it'll be three in the afternoon sometimes and we'll get literally hurricane level rain just, just driving all of a sudden you look at the doppler it's bright red purple on the doppler like oh here we go and it'll almost white out to the point where you're driving. You know, you can only go about 20, 30 miles an hour. But the thing you can never do is stop in the middle of the road. If you have to pull over from somewhere, if you have to do something, that's one thing. But get off the road. Do not stop in the middle of the road when you're dealing with 16, 70 mile an hour 
uh, speed limits. Just something to throw out there. Also, to another news, the Moms for America, and I told you guys last week, they had a big study they did where they tested the top 10 fast food companies in the country, and they were loaded with antibiotics and contraceptives in animals that weren't even allowed for human usage, yet all the food tested positive for it. Well, again, this should be no surprise whatsoever. They did another test here, and 100% of all top 25 fast food brands they tested tested for hundred percent of them tested for extremely high levels of glyphosate surprise surprise and also almost 80 percent of them tested positive for harmful pesticides and chemicals that most of which are not even approved for human consumption which while they're why they're allowed on the food supply still don't know how that's supposed to work all the way from 236 different agrochemicals four different heavy metals including cadmium and lead pfas and mineral content that was very, very strange as far as the super high doses and uh, tons of the veterinary drugs and hormones that we talked about on the earlier show. And this is a full report now on this study where they tested everything. And uh, this is, again, another reason why I continue to tell everyone to stay away from a lot of this toxic food. You know, glyphosate is a neurotoxin. It massively affects the brain. It massively affects the gut microbe. There's, there is no question about this. This is a documented fact what it does. And the thing is the gut microbe is not only the stronghold of the immune system. It's, that's why it's so important to make sure you're taking proper uh, probiotics. It's also where serotonin and melatonin are localized in the body and the brain. So when you start having gut microbe and the gut-brain connection, you start changing all types of different hormones in the brain and can affect mood, sleep, depression, obsessive behavior, suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts, all types of crazy stuff. They've seen this now with glyphosate and when you start having bad gut microbe. There's also other compounds that are linked to bad gut microbe, including uh, Splenda or sucralose. This is another one that's really, really important to stay away from. Probiotics are crucial for the body. The more and more we dive into this research as far as the gut-brain interconnect and how it works, we're finding more and more how important it is to keep the digestive system really, really healthy. That includes running stuff like the GHI cleanse and keeping inflammation down and other things like the probiotic, whether it's the probiotic DF, the 100 billion, or the massive one that we have, the 350 billion. So I wanted to bring this up. I'm going to let you guys read the articles. It's, it's a long research study that they did with all these different toxic compounds that are in these fast foods which it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody. I mean, you guys already know this. I talk about it. I've talked about it for years. But again, when you're talking about pretty much every single major fast food joint, including Chick-fil-A, so don't at me on that. I don't want any emails. Chick-fil-A is unbelievably toxic. Remember, they get all their chicken from Tyson, by the way, if you guys don't know that. They contract with Tyson. The Chick-fil-A that everybody remembers from originally in Georgia and, you know, basically the Christian background behind it, that is not the same Chick-fil-A you're seeing now with the MSG and all the other toxic compounds that are in these food supplies. So understand that when you're supporting certain companies because you think they're quality do some real research. Better yet, try to prep your own food whenever you're going somewhere. Make some organic sandwiches or make some organic wraps or make some chicken and rice, whatever you can do. But try to do the best you can to stay away from a lot of that toxic food, especially with kids, because it really, really affects behavioral problems. I personally watched it on a regular basis with friends that I know when their children eat a lot of these foods on a regular basis. They start having issues with hormonal problems, with behavioral problems, with gynomastia, with focus problems with immune system problems. I've watched it, and it's almost 
almost 100% related to the diet and what they're exposed to on a regular basis. So again, something to be aware of and go check this article out on the website today at healthmasters.com under the current daily articles so you guys can really get an eyeful on the compounds and toxins that are loaded in a lot of this fast food. Lest you didn't want to see it or didn't want to know about it, I'm now telling you about it. So now you have to look at it and you have to know what's in it because you can't remain ignorant anymore on this topic. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? You know, often uh, my condolences to people that are involved in an automobile accident. And you're right, though. We have to tell the people the truth and if, then they can't say they don't know about it. And I remember one time I was teaching a class at Carpenter's Home Church. This, before this one has still existed. It's been torn down. It's gone now. They built a 10,000-seat sanctuary and uh, basically uh, had overextended themselves. It was Strader's Folly, they called it, but it was a beautiful facility. And I probably got paid off three times because they had to refinance, refinance, refinance. And uh, finally, it was just a big mess. Uh, one of the key leaders in the church split the church, and then all the people that basically were supporting the church financially kind of left. And then uh, Carl Strader had to try to deal with the remnants of the church and finally got torn down. If you guys have ever heard of it, it was the home of WCIE, which was a powerhouse radio station where I actually cut my teeth on radio. We used to have a monthly show there with Tom Trollson, and it had huge numbers. I remember one time we were on the radio, the phones there at the studio literally rang, rang off the hook for two weeks, and they got all mad at me because I'd offered an information packet and given out a phone number. People wanted the information packet, and they wanted the phone number. <clears throat> and it was like Health Masters too, I guess. So they, got, they got mad and told Tom not to put me back on again because the response was too high, which I thought you'd get a little trivia with that. And then eventually this, the, the, the place was completely misrun and mismanaged, and uh, it went under. They lost the station. They had to sell the station, a whole bunch of other stuff, and now it's been torn back down to rubble. There's nothing there, except they're probably going to be building high-density housing or whatever. Uh, but, the, but the point is, is that you know, when you talk about what's happening in the past, you talk about what's happening in the future, you've got to realize that certain things happen at certain times, and all of these things that are happening right now – you know, with these accidents and et cetera around the country and these, you know, and the glyphosate and everything else is just something that's today's news cycle. Uh, you know, when you are in a car and you run in a heavy fog or rain, okay, now let me just, let me just stop this as best, but let me say this as best I can. If you see something coming up in front of you and you have a chance to take an exit and you know you got a bad storm ahead of you, just take the exit. If you can't drive in the rain or you see there's fog or you check the weather before you go to work and there's fog and there's smoke, just check the weather, check the news. Don't get out in highway conditions like that. That's number one. Then if you could exit off and take an off-ramp, do it. If you go to a rest area, do it. What you don't do is drive down the road. You have three-lane superhighway, interstate, and you get a left-hand lane, and you stop Okay, in the road. You don't do that ever. And the best thing to do is to get off into the left-hand side and get into the emergency lane. Cautious on that too, though. If you have your taillights on, the people behind you, if they see you, may think that you're in the regular lane and all could go behind you and run into you. This is a bad place to be, guys, by the way. If I'm in a four-wheel drive vehicle and it's, I'm capable of it, I will get off the road shoulder and I will drive off into the grass and I will get 40, 50, 100 feet away from the road. I've done this before, by the way, and just stop. You know, and you think, well, what the worst thing happens, I get stuck out here. Well, it's better than getting rear-ended. And so and I shut my lights off. Somebody sees me over there thinking that I'm on the road. I've done that. But be careful, guys, when you get into conditions like this. And I know sometimes they sneak up on you. You don't know what to do. And sometimes you don't have four-wheel drive vehicles. I know. So it's a bad place to be. And my deepest condolences to the families of people that were killed out there. And, and Austin said, you know, Carlton talked to us about this years ago. It was a mess out here on I-4. 
you know, the green swamp caught on fire. And then we had fog in the morning and then we had everybody bypassing the highways and taking Highway 27 and, and taking to 92. And the, the, the traffic lines were miles and miles and 20, 30 miles deep. It was a mess. But in the event that happens in your area, do your best to stay off the highway, period. And just be careful not to get rear-ended because if somebody gets rear I had a, a friend of mine and, and she was with her husband. He was a golfer. And they were driving, you know, on a road called 33 by Groveland, you know, here north of us. And they basically stopped for a car turning in front of them, and they were rear-ended and, uh, by a car, by a truck doing like 65 miles an hour. And the whiplash was so bad, her husband instantly had his neck snapped and was dead. And he was, he was a professional golfer. Horrible, horrible story. And she lived through it. The husband did not. And, and the sad part about it is it happens in an instant. Just be careful when you drive. It's so very, 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 very important. By the way, Wisconsin Christian News, Rob Hugh put out an article today, and he saw about Big Pharma. And I'm going to read this. And it, you know, he said that basically in the 1980s, the big call was for just say no to drugs. This is what Nancy Reagan did. It was in every TV commercial break. We saw it on billboards and ads and magazines, just say no, and admission to stay away from illegal street drugs. Remember seeing a picture of a cracked egg in a pan and the voiceover saying, this is your brain, then a fried egg, these are your brain on drugs. Any questions? Not coincidentally, it was then that Big Pharma began ramping up production of all kinds of prescription drugs. It was also in the 1980s the FDA, FDA began allowing direct-to-consumer advertising of these prescription drugs. Now today, you can't turn on any television program without hearing the words, ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. And virtually every newscast is now probably brought to you by Pfizer. The more the majority of these new drugs are supposedly for anxiety and depression, and a majority of people now suffer with anxiety and depression and are eager to get some sort of miracle pill that makes them feel better. Few realize that the side effects of these are actually worsening the anxiety and depression, and almost all of them listen to one of the major side effects, increased thoughts of suicide. Rob's 100% right. These, I'm going to post this article, by the way. I already have. These drugs have so many people dumbed down that they can't function on in society. Many have doctor's notes declaring them disabled because of their depression. So they sit at home, lethargically watching 24-7 television program, I should say, brainwashing while consuming copious amounts of GMO snack foods, creating obesity and a myriad of additional illnesses than the GMOs. So then they go see the doctor and they get even more RX meds, and the cycle continues. A recent study has shown that many of these anti-anxiety and antidepressant drugs do nothing, I repeat, nothing to ease anxiety or depression. The same study showed that the physical activity is the best remedy for these things, exercise, hard work, fresh air, but the couch is so much more appealing for most people. I'm going to let you read the rest of this article yourself. He's absolutely correct on all of this stuff. All of these drugs have horrible side effects. Almost all of them have black box warnings. The benzodiazepines change brain chemistry. You go into a seizure and die if you abruptly quit those. You know, now they're using certain drugs like ketamine. Now, I'm not recommending you do this on your own. You have to go to a clinic to have this done. If you're addicted to benzodiazepines and you basically can use that drug to come off of the other drugs. And I mean, that's a very, very strong tranquilizer. So all these different types of drugs are out there created by Big Pharma, which is also the synagogue of Satan at the highest levels, which is also pharmakia, which the Bible talks about to destroy brain activity and brain chemistry to make you a servile slave. That's what it's here for, and they don't want you to rebel. They don't want you to, re- you know, go up to your local, you know, you know, Walmart and start talking to people about what's going on, or your local gas station and start talking to people about the pumps, or to your local, you know, b- businesses that you frequent and start talking to the owners and the people there about what's really happening in society. I- I'm gonna say this, and this is this is um, 
Uh, Watt said this in one of his videos he did years ago. I think it was James Watt. It wasn't the, uh, the radical one. It was the, uh, the younger one. And he said that, you know, we used to have in Britain, he said they used to have pubs. And people used to – and they still have pubs in Britain. But they used to go – and people used to go to the pubs and they used to go to the parks before they had TV and before they had sports. And they used to talk about the things that are happening globally and the things that are happening in Britain. He says, now you don't see that anymore. He says, if the person goes to a pub, they go there just to drink. They don't really have you know, a lot of interaction. They don't really know a lot of people. And he says, people don't go to the parks to talk anymore. He says, they sit around TV, and they basically have their sports team that they support. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of that, too, with Florida State University football. I am. You know, I like to watch it. You know, the other night, I went to a restaurant because I don't have cable here, and I watched FSU play you know, and basically play Duke. It was a good game. And I sat in there and watched the game, but that's it. That's all I do. I, and, and if Florida State wins, I'm happy. If Florida State doesn't win, it, may, it irritates me. It does. But I don't make it the pinnacle point of my life in which I have to support that team. There are people that are so wrapped up in the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball that their whole life revolves around sports teams. And this was done on purpose. And why? Because they know that you want to be in a tribe. They know that you are a herd person, that you want to be with groups of people that you like in most cases. Now, some people are loners. I got that. So they know that you want to have a tribe mentality. I want to be on the winning team. I want to be in the winning sport. I still remember back in eighth grade. It's still, I really enjoyed it. I was on an intramural volleyball team, and we were the champions. We won the championship. I loved it. I love. I still, to this day, love volleyball. I'm still a really good volleyball player. And, and the part is, is that I enjoy that team effort. You know, when you're in college, you get to work in groups. You know, when you have a company like Health Masters, you know, we have like a team program set up there that we work together as a team and everybody gets everything done. And I love that. But the reality is, is that, you know, we need to also be a team of Jesus Christ. And that's what we've left. You know, we have left the good fight and we're basically doing things that we shouldn't ought to do with people we shouldn't ought to do it with and supporting groups of people that we shouldn't basically support. And, and that's what they've done to the people here in the United States. They've allowed them to come in now and basically become destroyers as far as the, the leadership because they did it through Tavistock programming, et cetera. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, we talked about all the 4,000 tons of bombs they've dropped on Gaza already and how that's supposed to be a good thing. And then, you know, and then Dave Chappelle comes out the other night and starts talking about, you know, we shouldn't be doing this and we shouldn't be doing that. Dave Chappelle fans tell Dave Chappelle to shut up as the comedian blasts Israel, sparking a walkout. Now, the thing I like about Dave Chappelle, now he's a, he's a foul mouth, okay, I got that. But he is funny. You know, he, he was at the <laughs> Garden Arena in downtown Boston on Thursday evening, and he basically started talking about what Israel was doing. The people said that Chappelle criticized Hamas for the October 7th attack, but also denounced, denounced the Israeli government for the bombing of Gaza, as well as the U.S. support of the war effort. <laughs> Here's the moment the brouhaha started between Chappelle and the audience members. The comments came up with Chappelle said he didn't think students should lose job offers for supporting Palestinians, and an audience's member command for the media comedian told the comedian to shut up and drew an erosive response from Chappelle, who criticized the Israeli government for cutting off the water and other essentials of Gaza and accused it of killing innocent people, according to attendees. Some audience members sheared Chappelle and on and shouted, free Palestine. <laughs> Why, this is a comedy show, right? Why others yelled, what about Hamas? And the attendees <laughs> said some of the crowd got up and left. Toward the conclusion of the show, he said of the Israeli politics and Hamas attacks that two wrongs don't make a right, people said. So uh, I got to give him credit for that one. I remember years ago I was doing a, a, a seminar, Austin, at a, I think it was Tarpon Springs, Train Springs Community College. They asked me to come over there and speak about health. 
that heard me on a lot of TV shows in that area, and they wanted me to come over and speak. And, and I was coming in, and I told them I'd do it for them. And I remember there were a bunch of, uh, well, I'll just be honest with you, a bunch of, bunch of uh, lesbian teachers there, and I never really get along with them. <laughs> I mean, never. And uh, they don't like alpha males, by the way. They just really just don't like alphas. And I'm doing the seminar, and this one teacher starts asking all of these questions, just jumps in and butts in in the middle of the seminar and says, what about this? What about the references? What about this? What about that? I said, please. I said, just hold your questions and that's about the references and I'll be happy to answer those for you at the end of the seminar. And then she says, then she starts yelling at me in front of everybody because I wouldn't answer her question. And finally I told her, I said, look, if you don't like, you know, what I'm doing right here, I'm trying to make this presentation flow. You're welcome to leave. And her and about half the other lesbian teachers got up and walked out. And I thought to myself, wow, wow, that was awful. And I remember they wanted me to basically allow questions, et cetera, et cetera, at the seminar that I was doing. But I was letting the questions at the end of the seminar. And, uh, and I thought to myself, man, this turned into a disaster. So I know how Chappelle feels when the crowd goes hostile on you and they get up and start walking out. To be honest with you guys, it's the pits. And, uh, and so that's why I, I never put myself back in that position again because I told myself, tell you what, from now on, there'll be no questions at all until the end when we dismiss everybody. And, and that's what I did. And, of course, I never went back to Tarpon Springs Community College because I wasn't about to get involved with that mess again. But this is the problem that you have with the school system, and this is the problem that you have in general academia because I'm an academician. You know, I was in college for a long, long time. I was a college professor for two years. A lot of you don't know that. And I learned over the years that the people who basically get into these professions are very, very melancholy. And they are actually, a lot of them are really boring as far as teachers. Now, some of them are pretty good. They're not boring. But a lot of them are just, they, they're awful. And so when you start coming in and you start doing a presentation, you're trying to make it entertaining and fun. A lot of them get very, very angry because they're so miserable in their own wretched lesbian witchcraft, worship of Baal, Moloch, and sacrifice of children lifestyle, which I'm not saying they all do that, but I'm talking about a few of the hardcore lesbian witches. They, they basically don't like the spirit of, the, of God coming in there through me, through the Holy Ghost, and having joy and righteousness and peace through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And all they want to do is be critical as their devil father is and be basically here and rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Now, why? I just said a lot of stuff I shouldn't have said. Okay, But I'm not saying that's all teachers. Not all women teachers are lesbian witches. Okay, I got that. A lot of them are really God-fearing women who love Jesus and who go to church every Sunday who try their best to be good teachers. Okay, But you ladies who are like that, you know what I'm talking about. You know who they are. And, of course, in some areas of the country, it's not nearly as bad as it is in, you know, in the very liberal parts of the country. So just be very, very careful on who you follow and who you listen to. <laughs> but, but my condolences to Chappelle because the guy is funny in trying to bring up and talk about the truth. Because remember what he did? He did exactly what you're not supposed to do. He didn't take sides. He went down the middle and said both sides were wrong. And that's what you don't do if you want to have a big, big podcast or a big, big show on that mainstream, mainstream media and you don't want to be censored by YouTube. You can't go down the middle. You've got to be polarizing on both sides. Just thought I'd mention that also. What do you think? Uh, you, that's spot on, man. We've watched that throughout the years with so many all media, you know, show hosts that basically have gotten deplatformed. Is that you have to follow one side or the other? And it's the same thing from the psychological warfare handbook that I've talked about in detail on the show, where they only give you two choices: you either support Israel or you support Hamas terrorism. That's the only two options they give you. There's no other option that you're allowed to take on their narrative path. So I, I saw I was looking on social media yesterday and. 
there was an individual that was talking about basically questioning on this. It was a Breitbart uh, comment section. He was questioning the whole thing with the Palestinians and basically, you know, these like two million Palestinians now being displaced and all the stuff that's going on, shutting off the water. And then one of the first comments on there, somebody responded back to him and said, so you support decapitation of babies. That's literally what's the response that they asked him. Unbelievable. He, he, put, he put out like a whole paragraph of like, is this really okay from a humanitarian standpoint to take two million people, a lot of women, children, a lot of innocent people, shut off all supplies, water, food, electricity, and force them out of their country? I'm asking this a legitimate question. And that's the first thing somebody asked. So you support decapitating babies. First off, there's not been any significant proof whatsoever that that was happening, even if it did. That's a sick atrocity. There's no question about it. That's disgusting. And no, nobody supports it, period. But sitting there and saying that allegedly some terroristic organization did some unbelievably sadistic things, that now justifies displacing two million people and bombing an entire city to rubble and shutting off all supplies to them. You got to kind of ask yourself the question, what narrative are you toting? And I've told you guys before, I don't care about either country. I have no bone to pick in that fight. I could care less about either country. You know who I'm concerned about? The United States of America. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the massive invasion we have in the southern border that nobody's wanting to talk about in mainstream media now. I'm very concerned about the massive lawless problem that we're now watching, that we're now starting to hear reports on. I'm hearing it from law enforcement. In these major cities now, you're having these groups of thieves and drug addicts and prostitutes and violent criminals and sexual predators as they're now coming together and building these like collective mobs. And they're going into stores and they're basically doing these violent riots and going, I should say, mobbings and stealing all this stuff and going through and tearing through and stealing vehicles and property damage and assaulting people. This is a serious problem that's happening right now in major cities. I mean, it's happening all over in major cities right now. And one of my good friends, he was down the other day. He was one of my great workout partners over the years. He moved to Chicago years ago for a business opportunity that's been very successful for him. And uh, I asked him about it. He goes, well, we're kind of up on the northern side of it, so I don't have to deal with a lot of the stuff. He goes, but if you go down to the, the, the bad side of Chicago, he goes, it, it's bad. And he said, I forgot. He said, he said, there's one like train that goes through and it goes all the way down. And uh, he said, you don't, you don't take that train. You do, you do not take it, period. I said, why? Because you, you will get robbed. You will get knifed. I said, well, you're a big boy still. He's still about 250 pounds. He trains every single day. And he goes, doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. He goes, they, they, it doesn't matter who you are. They will mug you. They will rob you down there because it stops at every single horrible spot down there. He goes, you just don't take it. And I said, well, I know, you know, there's different types of rules as far as for firearms. He goes, I carry a firearm. He goes, but technically, he goes, if I use my firearm to defend myself, I'm going to go to jail still, even though I have all these legal preferences that I'm able to do. I still will go to jail if I use my firearm. He said, but I don't care. Because I'm not, I'd rather go to jail than die or get beaten to death in some type of stupid robbery or mugging because some thugs want to come in and try to prove a point. And I said, wow, what an interesting place to live. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And the sad part about this is <laughs> – Nightmare. Yeah, this is, this is, this is a product – of what was generated from horrible policies, from groups that come in and start pushing the welfare agenda, that start pushing the lawless agenda, that start pushing the anti-Second Amendment agenda, that start pushing the deplatforming of law enforcement, and all these different things that they've done now in these major cities, and adding in more and more and more and more people and more poverty, and it's just powder keg. And then you start coming in now, like you see in California, you start seeing other places where they start having this zero bail. 
Should you go in, you commit a violent crime, they fingerprint you, they book you, and you literally walk right back out the door like it's a turnstile. Shit, there's a court date. Hope you show up, even though you're homeless and there's not really any way for us to arrest you. We can't really send out a warrant to find you because you don't have an address. So, yeah, you should probably just show back up. Literally, people getting arrested on a daily basis, just in and out, boom, 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 in and out, in and out, in and out. That's the policy because they want to promote lawlessness in the United States. Those are issues that I think we need to address in the United States right now. Just thought I would throw that out there because what you always see on a regular basis when you start seeing a distraction, they start telling you that you have to divide from one another. Can't be unified anymore. And golly, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to see how divided this country became so quickly over two sandbox countries that most people can't even point out on the map unless they're labeled. I really am. I mean, it's like we like divided overnight over a topic that shouldn't even be affecting the United States right now. The United States needs to be worried about the United States because we got some serious problems going on in this country. And Chappelle calls it out. He doesn't go along the narrative, which he never goes along the narrative. He got called out for this whole SNL skit that was off. <laughs> it was off book when he brought up the topic of you can't say the word the Jews in mainstream media. And, I mean, he got eviscerated for that that rant and all the other things he talked about. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did, and it was funny. And he made a valid point, though. You got to remember. Dave Chappelle, and a lot of stuff I don't agree with, that he does use a lot of profanity I don't agree with either. So I'm not supporting him or promoting him on the stance of a lot of his background. But one thing he has done is he has never towed the line of the mainstream narrative. But he had a huge contract with Comedy Central back, what, 10 or 15 years ago. And he came out on one of his shows one time. You can still watch it. And he talked about how the mainstream media, they love to make the alpha men, the blacks and the whites – they always forced him to do some type of cross-dressing scene in a film at some point in time. He said they've done this to all of them. You look all they did it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. They've done it to multiple stars. He goes, they do that to basically go in and they humiliate you. He says it's a humiliation ritual. And he goes, I wouldn't do it. They tried to get me to do it, and I wouldn't do it. And he goes, and I had this huge contract with Comedy Central for like twenty million dollars, and he bailed on it. He just said, No, I'm not signing it. Went and moved to Africa for like eight years. Just disappeared. Just flat out disappeared and left the country. Said, I've had enough of it. Hollywood's such a perverted cesspool. That's coming from a secular heathen comedian. He's saying that. And so this is what he's bringing up the topic. And the fact that you have a comedy show, comedy show, which is designed to piss off everybody. Excuse my language. It's designed to make everybody mad pretty much. You offend everybody. Everybody laughs. Everybody gets mad. There's a whole array of emotion all across the board with comedy shows. That's the whole point. It's designed to poke at everything. And you have one singular topic he brings up that he doesn't go along the mainstream narrative, and you get people in the crowd that already know they're going to his show. It's super controversial, and they get mad and start screaming and yelling and storm out. That shows you the level of mind control propaganda that has been forced on the population, and they have accepted it without even questioning the narrative, guys. I mean, why is it when you bring up a whole paragraph on Breitbart, the next response somebody rebuttals you, so you support decapitating babies? That's really the level of mind control that we're watching now in this country, and it's divide and conquer. You take one group, you divide it. Then you take those two, those two groups, and you divide them again to the point where all you have are these just subgroups, tiny little subgroups. My friends, we can't allow that to happen in this country, not in the Christian patriot community at all. We've already been so divided on so many different topics. You've got to look at the question. You've got to ask the question, who benefits? Why is it that you have two Middle Eastern countries and every single mainstream media topic on every Every single platform is regurgitating the exact same story and the exact same propaganda. Guys, 
that's not news. That's just propaganda and rhetoric when they start repeating the same thing over and over again on every platform with no other different narrative. Just thought I would throw that out there to you. That's what it's called. And what you've seen now, it goes back to the conformity of peer pressure in some cases. And you can look back at this all the way back in the 50s when they had the psychologist with Solomon Ash who conducted the now classic social psychology experiment on a group of college students. And they were shown a card with a line on it and then shown a second card with multiple lines and asked to choose which lines were the same link as the first card. Only one answer is clearly correct. It was very clear. The one main line was the same length as the other line on the other card. The other two were much smaller. Well, the students placed in groups with actors who on the third trial all gave the wrong answer to the test. In this case, the students tended to follow along with the group even though the responses were obviously incorrect. Rather than state the obvious truth, the test subjects gave the same wrong answers to the group 37% of the time. And of the 123 test subjects who took part in this experiment, two-thirds went along with the group at least once in the testing because they didn't want to stand up and say, that line looks longer. That's not the right line, guys. That's not the same one they showed us. No, 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 no. The whole group saying it's the right line, and they would go along with it. And this goes along with social conformity, and this is what the banker boys and the mainstream media – and essentially what they all goes back to is Satanism and subversion and psychological manipulation. That's what all goes back to. They're great at this, and this is what they've done now in the mainstream media is it's social conformity. You watched this during COVID. It was the perfect example of a social experiment that went incredibly well as far as in their favor with the banker boys and all the globalists that pushed it. I mean it, it went so well. It was embarrassing. How many people went along with exactly what they were told on the mainstream media without even questioning it? Guys, we had paddleboarder in the ocean by himself get arrested because he was breaking the stay-at-home rule and not staying in his house like he was some controlled handcuffed peasant on house arrest because of COVID restrictions. The fact that you had law enforcement that actually followed that directive and arrested him, that shows you again social conformity. And I've always encouraged – I've talked to law enforcement all across the country, and I've always encouraged them. Ask questions. Ask questions about things that you're being told to do, especially if they're directly violating constitutional law, especially if they're directly violating people's rights. And I get it. Law enforcement is an extremely difficult job. I've seen it. I've been around it for decades. You deal with a whole lot of crap and stuff that you don't ever want to see and you can't unsee. I get that, and I fully respect that platform on it. It is a rough job. However, there's certain points in time. Especially in those areas, when you start seeing things being done or being told to you, this is how you have to do this. This is how you have to do it. You have to follow orders. He's paddleboarding by himself out in the ocean. Go arrest him. The answer is, well, I'm just going to take a leave of absence. I'm not going to go arrest somebody paddleboarding out in the ocean because you said there's a mandate to stay at home. This is just not going to work, guys. The same thing like law enforcement did in Albuquerque, New Mexico a month ago when you had the out-of-control, drunken-with-power, tyrannical governor that came in and said it is illegal for anyone to carry a firearm concealed or unconcealed, even if they're a law-abiding citizen. And 300 patriots showed up to the Capitol, well-armed, well open-carrying, M4s and shotguns, protesting, and law enforcement, all of them in unison, took a step back and said, we will not enforce this order. This is illegal and unconstitutional. This is not right. Nobody's going to comply with this in law enforcement. Not PD, not troopers, not sheriff. Nobody's going to go along with this. That's America. That's the Constitution of the United States, and that's how people have to start understanding things. That's right. Not going along with social conformity because somebody said you have to wear a mask to walk into the store. How about no? Hey, 
cool. I actually have a choice on this, guys. I don't have to comply with you. There is no lawful purpose to have to do that, and now the research has come out. The same thing we said from the beginning now, the research has backed it up with dozens of clinical studies now showing the mask did not prevent anything. It did not stop transmission. It did not slow the spread of any virus nor any virus before that, and it was not effective whatsoever. Neither were any of the other restrictions that they did because why? You know why the most part was? It wasn't about a mutated flu virus. It was about getting people on the kill drug remdesivir, and it was about scaring the population by murdering people in the hospitals with remdesivir and making sure everybody thought the COVID death rate was much higher than it was and forced people into getting an RNA experimental shot that did not have any type of long-term research testing whatsoever that was developed by DARPA in 2012. That was the whole point of it. It was about fear and submission. It was never about a mutated flu because, quite frankly, majority of the people that got COVID that actually took care of themselves and took vitamin C and D3 and zinc like myself and hundreds of other people that I worked with bounced out of it just fine. Now you've got this article that just came out from MSNBC News this week. This this is the title. This is the title, guys. This is the title of propaganda. As the number of vaccines for pregnant women rises, so does vaccine hesitancy. For the first time, four vaccines are recommended dur- during pregnancy via the CDC, including the RSV shot, the flu shot, the COVID shot, and the DTaP shot. But doctors are saying they are prepared to take on this vaccine disinformation. Now, I'm not even going to read you the whole article. I am going to link it if you want to read this pure propaganda nonsense. This belongs in a septic tank. I'm telling you that right now. This is perversion, what they're doing in this article. And what they do is they essentially go in and say how it's unbelievably for it's unbelievably dangerous for women not to get vaccinated now because their children are at great risk of death and severe illness if they don't get these shots because the women could get exposed with DTaP and diphtheria and pertussis and whooping cough and COVID and RSV. And you've got to get all these different shots if you're a pregnant woman or else your child's going to be really really dead like what what's really really dead what is this concept you're trying to promote out there that a pregnant woman that was designed by god to produce a child and produce antibodies for that child while she's pregnant if she gets sick they've already shown now that women that got pregnant and had covid during pregnancy that stayed healthy that their children in most cases have extremely high tolerances to any type of of covid now that's normal. That's what happens all the time. One of my really, really good friends, she got hard COVID. Got, I mean, shit, got hard COVID during her pregnancy with her son. Her son named Jack. He's two and a half years old now, and he is absolutely healthy as an ox. Didn't get a single shot when he was born. She didn't get a single vaccine while she was pregnant. And the kid's wild. And I mean that, I mean that in a positive manner. He's just he's a two and a half year old son, and he's awesome. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Isn't it kind of crazy concept, especially as Christians, that we talk about faith and we talk about the innate power of God Almighty and what he can do and how he can build us and how he can just develop these things in our body and physiology and all this wild stuff. And yet you have the same Christians that come out and say, oh, no, you need to get your shot. You need to get your booster. You need to get all these shots. Guys, just up until about four or five years ago, pregnant women vaccines was like a no-no. 
this wasn't even something that was really brought up. It was like, if you're pregnant, you don't really do that. That's that's sacrosanct. You don't touch pregnant women. You don't test them on all these drugs. Now they've got four separate shots they're recommending via the CDC for pregnant women. And not only that, they're putting out pure propaganda pieces saying vaccine hesitancy and vaccine disinformation is causing pregnant women to not want to get the shot. No. Women that are smart and are educated are deciding they don't want to have toxic compounds injected into their body while they're pregnant with unknown side effects on their unborn child. No. There, there you go. I just rewrote the title for them. Maybe they'll post that, except they won't because Big Pharma is the one who pays for these companies and these major mainstream media articles to be produced on a regular basis. You don't believe me? Do your own research. What do you think, Dad? I'm, I'm, I'm done ranting on this topic. <laughs> Gosh, you're on fire today. <laughs> what a show. Uh, man, where do I start? You're right. Sacrosanct. Pregnant women were sacrosanct. You didn't mess with pregnant women. You didn't give them drugs. You didn't give them thimerosal. You didn't give them, you know, thialamide. You don't do any of that stuff. You don't give them diethylstilbestrol. You don't do any of that stuff. You don't do any. You leave pregnant women alone. Look at the Gardasol fiasco that we've had now with, you know, you know, millions of women around the world who took Gardasol have gone into premature, premature ovarian failure. Uh, that's, by the way, also known as menopause. And that happens in their early 20s and teens and everything else. I mean, or they're paralyzed. I mean, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal what they've done as far as trying to sterilize the masses. And you're right, Austin. You know, you, you, when a woman is pregnant, she says no to the vaccines. She's saying yes to that unborn child that she's going to protect it. Yep. And, uh, my hat's off to her. I mean, you know, and I know the girl that we're talking about now that had Jack, and she's brilliant. You know, and at one time, you know, she wasn't really anti-vax. And then she had a brother who basically ended up injecting one of his kids who ended up with autism. And they all started doing the research. Now the whole family's anti-vax. And, and, you know, and so we try our best to try to help people the best of our abilities when they're younger and when they'll listen. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it takes them getting an autistic child before they pay attention to what's really happening in the world. Because, quite frankly, everybody wants to go along with authority. You talked about that. Now, there was a psychological experiment done. I'm sure you remember this from psychology. Also, I remember it very, very well. It's called the Milgram experiment. I'm going to talk about it for a second. This is on obedience to authority figures where a series of socially psychologically experiments conducted by Yale University psychologist Stanley Milgram. They measured the willingness of study participants, 40 men in the age range from 20 to 50 from a diverse range of occupations while varying levels of education to obey an authority figure who instructed men to perform acts conflicting with their personal conscience. Participants were led to believe they were assisting an unrelated experiment in which they had to administer electrical shocks to a learner. These fake electrical shocks gradually increased the levels that would have been fatal. They would have electrocuted the participant. The experiment found unexpectedly that a very high proportion of the subjects would fully obey the instructions with every participant going up to 300 volts and 65% going to the full 450 volts. That's 65% of the people were really kill the person in the experiment. Wow. Milgram first described this research in a 1963 article in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology and stated that his findings in greater depth in his 1974 book, Obedience to Authority, an Experimental View. Now, I'm going to say this again. They were watching this part, these people. They were electrocuting, and when they didn't answer stuff right, they were instructed to increase the voltage, which wasn't happening. It was fake until they administered a fatal electrical shock. You know, there was a, a, a TV show, there was a movie that came out a few years ago, and it was about an alien invasion in the planet, and they were using humans to kill other humans. And one of the experiments they were doing, they were having this person electrocute and kill another human being to prove they were willing to kill aliens. 
I just thought I'd mention that you guys may have seen the show. I don't remember the name of it. It was a, it was a movie. But the reality is, is that, you know, when you stop and you look at it and you go, wait a minute, this isn't okay. But this is what human beings have become conditioned to do. This is through Tavistock programming, the Office of Naval Intelligence. This is what they learned through the shell shock that they had in World War I. This is what was learned in the concentration camps. If you program somebody long enough and hard enough, you can actually split them, create an altar, and program that altar to do exactly what you want. This is basically behavioral analysis and stuff they talked about in Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange that we don't want you to watch because it's a sick movie, and we discussed it in detail on yesterday's show. But this is what they've done to all of us. We're in a giant petri dish on this planet. Remember I talked about it, call it planet Earth, if you want to call it that. And we're here locked up with these entities. And they just like to experiment on humans. <laughs> they get their kicks and giggles from it because, in essence, they trawl the entire planet for energy created by these experimentations and the negative frequency to consume that for their food. That's what happens on this planet. We talk about it in depth in Angel Wars. And so we have a situation here where we've got to choose. Like Austin said, you could choose to do what's right. You could choose to do what's wrong. But you got to choose. The time of sitting on the fence and saying, oh, I'm going to just get along to go along. If they want me to wear a, a mask, I'll go ahead and put the mask on. Oh, yeah, they got the 25th booster coming out this week. I'm going to go ahead and get my 25th booster as you watch your blood clot and you stroke and your brain changes and everything else. And it's been frustrating to me, you know, as a single guy now who's dating, to try to have to ask people, have you taken the vaccine? You know, are you going to be, you know, putting off spike proteins? You know, am I going to be able to get around you if you take another booster shot? I mean, I mean, it's, it's weird. I mean, not only do you have to deal with a person who has values that are similar to yours or reasoning skills that are similar to yours, you got to find that if they've been basically had their DNA changed. I'm going to say one other thing, too, now. This is important. You're injecting women who are pregnant with mRNA shots. Now, think through with me this for a second. That's an mRNA shot that's designed to change your DNA. How much better is it to do that to a child who is a developing fetus in utero, in his mother's uterus, at the time of development, and what are they going to turn that child into? Are they going to turn this into a drone? I mean, you know, the graphene oxide is used in the development of AI, and now they're injecting women who are pregnant with graphene oxide, are they turning us all into drones? Is this a long-term experiment like it was in Genesis chapter 6, in which every thought of every man is going to be evil all the time because of the mass experimentation they do on human beings? And the other thing you got to ask yourself a question is this. You know, why don't they put any value on humans? I mean, why do they just like to just kill us? I mean, you know, if I walk outside and there's a bunch of red ants, you know, I just kind of – I'll spray them with some bug killer – because I don't want to get bit by the red ants because they really hurt. I don't put much value on the life of a red ant. I really don't. But yet, you know, is that how they see us as bugs, to be exterminated or to be changed? Or are we their food source? I don't care. Now this gets a little weird here, right? And, and, and so they only need a certain amount of us, or are they trying to make sure they, you know, create an energy field around us that's more digestible for them? I mean, I don't know. This is some weird stuff, okay? And I, I don't even like talking about this stuff, but you know I go there on the show because I don't understand why these people are so darn evil. And why I can't understand that is because I'm not. 
it's like this. A person lies to you and you believe them. Okay, now why do you believe them? Because you don't lie. And you can't conceive of the fact that they're a chronic, habitual, pathological liar. And you think, well, they can't be lying again. And you find out they're lying again. And the reason you believe them the first time or the first few times is you start to realize that, hey, maybe, just maybe, they're telling the truth this time. Because you have hope for them. Because you want them to tell the truth. Because you tell the truth. And that's all part of the same thing again. It's all part of the same psychology. Because everybody wants to be around people who they like. And the biggest problem that we have is that a lot of these people aren't likable. They're perpetual, pathological, sociopathic, psycho psychopathic, you know, liars. And, and they've been inbred with DNA from apparently these aliens, if you want to call them aliens or fallen angels or greys or pick a name. It doesn't matter. We're kind of trapped with them down here. And they're easier to possess for these other entities to be able to come bring their energy field into their energy field is what it is. And so we have the situation where these groups of people are basically doing this to us on an ongoing basis, and they think it's okay. I mean, even 50 Cent now. <laughs> I don't even like quoting 50 Cent. He tells Joe Biden to get the blank up from the beach vacation among the Israel turmoil. I hate to tell you something here, 50 Cent. It, Joe Biden doesn't know where he is. And number one, that could be a body double sitting on the umbrella at the beach. Joe Biden is led around by a leash. He is so senile and he is so messed up and he is so programmed that we have a situation where the president of the United States is not leading anything right now. It's a mess. And I told you guys, I'm a political agnostic. I don't like any of them because you don't get to that high, high level unless they've got a hook in you, unless they know how to control you because they don't want you to have the ability to think for yourself. They don't. It's very, very important we understand that. By the way, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys today. I love you guys. You guys are absolutely amazing. And because Austin is on such a tear today, and he's such a, he's on fire, I'm going to let him finish his show. And uh, you guys are amazing. Thanks for supporting Health Masters. Austin, finish it up. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Well, well, there's a topic that I've done a lot of research on, and I've very passionate about it because I have kids. I've got two kids, and a lot of people don't know this, but I also have another son on the way that will be here next year. And uh, so I'm, I'm very, very, very passionate about the topic of protecting these kids because they're the next future of the generation. And the generation is becoming more and more dumbed down and more sick and more just uh, embarrassing, I guess you could say, at the very least. And so I'm doing everything I can to try to encourage others and friends and family and just people that I know to really do your research. Because even the childhood shot schedule that we're witnessing now, there was, it's not even similar to what it was back even in the 90s when I was a kid. It's getting so perverse and so loaded up with so much nastiness. It's it's insane to me, and this is why you're constantly seeing how these clinical trials, they're literally now – it's a joke as far as with pharmaceutical companies. There, there is no true research. There is no true, true science backing any of this stuff. They've learned now over the years that if they can continue to come up with these shots, they can get them approved for the CDC to put them on the shot schedule with FDA approval, that they can, can essentially – they will essentially have reoccurring amounts of money that will continue to flow for as long as possible. That's pretty much it. That's just, that's what they're doing. And so that's why the number keeps going up and up and up while at the same time it continually makes everybody understand. It makes everybody think that essentially this is the way to go. This is what you have to do. You have to essentially go and you have to make sure that everybody's got their shot. 
You've got to comply. You've got to comply, like Dad was talking about earlier, while the children get sicker. Isn't it crazy that every single decade the population and the children get sicker? Autism goes up exponentially. Autoimmune diseases are going up through the roof. All types of allergies and other problems are going through the roof. And yet nobody's wanting to ask the question, why? Hmm? Nobody's asking that question, why? The food's becoming more processed. The glyphosate's becoming more prevalent. The fast food's becoming faster and easier for everybody to get. The shot schedule's becoming more aggressive and graphic as far as what they're putting in these children. The propaganda and rhetoric from the media is getting more and more aggressive, telling everyone what they have to do and what they can't question. And yet the population of the United States, especially the children, is getting worse every single year. Well, Last time I checked, Albert Einstein was very clear on this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If we're doing the same thing every year and we're progressing the same thing every year that's making it worse, and it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, we're not even getting the same results. We're getting worse results. Doesn't it mean you have to take a step back sometimes and go, okay, this isn't working? I know that with business and with other things that I've been involved in. If you're doing something and you've got somebody doing something or somebody's involved in something, it's not working. It's not progressing. It's not getting better. It's not getting – it's getting worse. You have to take a step back and say, okay, revert back to the old one. Take a step back. Let's look at this, and let's go forward. really, really what it is, and it's an important lesson because sometimes you don't want to do that. Sometimes you get your ego involved. Sometimes you go, no, 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 no. I'm committed on it now. I'm all the way in. I'm going for it, and sometimes you have to do that. If it's something you're really involved in, but eventually at a certain point in time, you got to say, okay, this isn't working. If the kids are getting the shots every couple months and they're getting sicker and sicker and sicker every time they get the shots, doesn't it make a sense? Does it make sense to take a step back, two or three steps, and say, okay, why are my kids getting sicker? This isn't normal. I remember I talked to a parent years ago, and they were telling me about how their child was having all these issues with behavioral problems. And basically, they had already had to have tubes put in their ears, and their adenoids and tonsils have already been pulled out, and they were on another antibiotic cycle. And I asked them, and they said, well, yeah, I know the pediatrician said this is just a lot of times normal for children. And I looked at them, and I said, no, they're lying to you. This isn't normal. This isn't normal for children to have to be going through routine surgeries to take out organs on a regular basis and put them on all types of antibiotics and drugs to try to keep them from getting sicker and sicker. That's not normal. Newsflash. It's not normal for adults to have to be on a dozen different medications. That's why I've continually told everybody one of the biggest questions I get on a regular basis is about high blood pressure, which is one of the easiest things to fix through diet and exercise. We talk about it on the show all the time. Work with the small round trampoline, increasing your water intake, coming off caffeine and nicotine products if they're causing issues, making sure you're staying properly hydrated and not using a bunch of products that are dehydrating you and use proper supplements like the vitamin E and the HGH stimulate. It's one of the reasons why that product is so effective. It actually works. Unlike the COVID shot. <laughs> so again, this is what we continue to try to help so many people do. And I really do appreciate the constant support and the constant just, you know, emails and people that are sending us stuff in the order comments on the orders. I see those all the time when we scroll through and put them in the spreadsheet. The order comments, I really appreciate. A lot of people give us encouragement on there because, you know, we're all in this together, whether we want to be or not. We're all in this together, and that's the thing people have to understand when they start they start doing this massive, divisive, dynamic propaganda that they're pushing right now, and you have parents and families that become so split off over certain topics that are so asinine. And like I watched that during COVID. I felt so bad 
for some parents and grandparents. You know, I talk to grandparents. They say, yeah, I got the shot because my, my daughter, who's hardcore liberal, told me that I was not allowed to see my grandchild anymore unless I got the COVID shot. I showed her my COVID pass, you know, my CDC COVID shot pass. And I shook my head and I'm like, gosh, how divisive can you make a country? How susceptible are people to propaganda? How easily are people manipulated? And the answer is if you're not strong-minded, it's very easily. Very easily happens. That's why you have to be educated. You have to have a strong mindset. And to have a strong mindset, you also have to have a strong physical set. You know, in order to be able to keep everything, it has to be in balance. You can't sit there and be super strong minded, but be unbelievably sick and frail and on the couch and can't get out of bed at 25 years old because you feel so horrible. Because all you want to do is drink diet sodas and smoke vape pens and play video games all day. It doesn't work. It's not a good formula. You got to change it if it's not working, my friends. You know, I was up in the mountains all weekend. I don't have a gym up there. You know, it's funny. Every morning, the kids kept asking me, "What are you doing?" So I'm over there doing pull-ups on the bunk bed. You know, the hundred push-ups in the morning, the hundred sit-ups in the morning, the hundred squats in the morning. I break them up in multiple sets, and I tell people that all the time. I said, "Dude, you don't have to go to a straight gym to go work out. You just do something standing right there. If you can't do 25 push-ups, start with 10 push-ups. You can't do 10 push-ups, do 10 push-ups off your knees. You start somewhere." And progress your way up, and I promise you, your body will adapt and grow and strive to be stronger. It's what it wants, my friends. So continue to keep your body strong, keep your mind strong, continue to keep people involved in the truth and talking to people about what's going on and engaging people. And I know there's going to be a lot of blowback right now with a lot of stuff that's going on with all this divisive propaganda. But again, at the end of the day, continue to stand up for your beliefs and where your convictions are. I really appreciate that, my friends. Be sure to vote for what you're going to see win tomorrow. I'm pretty sure the HGH Stimulant is definitely going to sling it. It's Really strong, great formula, and acetylcysteine, last day today to grab it on sale as product of the week. And multiple other kits we have on special right now, including a big sale on the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit and also the Mood Booster Stack, which is a really, really important one that I know a lot of customers like. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.